Each of us should use the Word of God personally, practically, and habitually as we make our way through this dark world. That's the advice that we received today from Dr. J. Vernon McGee on Through the Bible. I'm Steve Schwetz on the Bible Bus with you as we journey through Psalm 119, the longest chapter in the Bible. As you find your seat, let's catch up with our World Prayer team who are traveling in Central America and the Caribbean this week. Through the Bible's President Greg Harris is going to lead us in that discussion. And what a joy it is to lead us uh, all to think about this mission to take the whole word to the whole world, it, it, we're not doing it perfectly, and we're not doing it as completely as we'd like, but by the grace of God and by the prayers of our listening family, uh, we we are pretty much everywhere in the world. Yeah. And you can put your finger on a map and say, I bet through the Bible can be heard there in this language. Yep, absolutely. And so here we are, looking at Central America and the Caribbean, a part of the world that almost never shows up in the news, yeah. uh, unless you include Cuba yeah. in that. But it's it's kind of a part of the world that I think uh, most people don't think about. Yeah, well, unless you've been to it on a cruise ship. I mean, well, you, of course. you got the Caribbean, yes. the Bahamas, yes. not so much Central America, but yeah. it's certainly beautiful. Yes. That's that's why the cruise ships goes there. That's true. But just like everywhere else, there's sinners that need a savior <laughs> and they right. need to know yeah. about Jesus Christ and they need God's yeah. word. And we're reaching those people Amen. in that part of the world. And that is the point. That really is. So as always, we love to share how the ministry we have there, most of it would be on local FM and AM stations sprinkled throughout the region. Yep. And let's share some great stories of how God's word is touching lives. Yeah. Here's Edgar in Panama who writes, I've been studying the Bible with you for about three years. I was looking for a Bible school, and since I work on an island, it's difficult for me to go to church. By chance, there's that word again, yes. by chance, yes. I found you and have learned a lot. I really like your studies and the introduction, which gives a lot of historical information. In general, all your content is valuable. Now, we recognize that sometimes on here on our English program that we have new listeners, and they may not be familiar with one of the most important philosophical themes that Dr. McGee gave us, which is we fling the seed, yes. right? And that results in people saying, by chance, I found you. Yeah. <laughs> and what we know is that, no, in God's eternal providence, you were able to be met by the seed of the Word of God. Yep. So it's pretty exciting. Now, let's go to the beautiful Dominican Republic, where Manuela shares this. I am reading the entire Bible with my husband and some friends. This study has helped us a lot to understand each book. It is a gift to us from God. Mm, that is just so encouraging to know that they're reading the Bible, Genesis yeah. through Revelation. I mean, so many in the U.S. have never even done that. No. And here's someone doing it in the Dominican Republic. Well, and we know we often refer to Acts chapter 8, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, where yeah. that simple but powerful exchange do you understand what you're reading? Right. And he says, how can I if someone doesn't explain it to me? So that, yep. I love it when we see those Acts chapter 8 moments. How about this next one, Steve? This is Gina, again, from Panama, who writes, This is an extraordinary program to study and understand the biblical books more clearly. I've been listening to you for eight years. It has helped me to self-train. And above all, I can take my experience to others. God bless you. Steve, whenever I uh, read or hear you read a letter, as I, I'm a listener to the daily program as well. As am I. A good, yes. And I'll tell you, you did good today. You Thank sounded you. great. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, this, this kind of a letter where, a long period of time, eight years. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody that supports the ministry in prayer or financially. 
your prayers and financial support make it possible for us to be there for eight years for this person. Yeah, and have a significant impact. And again, she says, um, it has helped me to self-train. Yes. And there are so, in much of the world, there are limited resources, limited Bible-believing, Bible-teaching churches, actually in the U.S. as well. (laughs) And it's great to have solid biblical foundation that you can get a hold of via Through the Bible. Absolutely. I think we have just enough time for you to share something from the social media realm. Yes. A follower on Instagram from this area writes, my seat is fixed on the Bible bus because Christ paid for the ticket. Amen. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. We continue. Enjoy through the Bible. God bless you. Such an encouragement. Yeah, it is an encouragement. And it highlights that it's not just radio stations. It's social media, Facebook, Instagram. WhatsApp. WhatsApp. That's right. We're going to talk about that, I think, later this month. Yeah. Greg, why don't you go ahead and pray for us as we begin our study? Father, we just are full of joy when we see what you're doing through our very simple efforts to just fling the seed of your word out so that anybody can be self-taught in the Bible thanks to the ministry of Through the Bible. We pray that you would continue to glorify yourself as you bring more and more people to a knowledge of your Son, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Let's go now to Psalm 119 on Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. Now today we come to this 119th Psalm, the mechanics of the Psalm. The arrangement of it is indeed interesting. It was done, of course, with a great deal of care. It's an acrostic, but an acrostic that's a little different from any that we've had before. Instead of having one verse that begins with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and there are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet, and you will find that instead of one verse, there's eight verses for each letter of the Hebrew alphabet, beginning with Aleph, Beth, Gimel, Daleth, He, Vau, Zion, Kef, Yod, Kaf, Lamech, Mem, Nun, Samech, Ayin, and Pei, Sadik, and I better quit right there. All the way through, friends why we have the Hebrew alphabet. I knew it at one time, but it's been a long time since I studied Hebrew. But the orderly arrangement here is quite wonderful, and that gives us 176 verses, the largest number that you have in the Word of God. Now, there have been those that have made a great deal of the numbers. The eight, of course, is the key number, because under each letter of the Hebrew alphabet all 22, there are eight verses that begin with that particular letter of it. Now, the number eight is an interesting number. I don't want to labor this type of a point, but it's interesting. Eight in Scripture is actually the number of life from the dead. You see, it was on the eighth day that the Lord Jesus came back from the dead. First day of the week. It was after the Sabbath, you see. Sabbath is the seventh day. And on the eighth day, the first day of the week, he came back from the dead. And this is a psalm that exalts the Word of God. And the very interesting thing is that God says these people, that the world thinks God's through with them, the nation Israel. He's not through with them. And Paul made that very clear over in Romans in the 11th chapter 
Verse 15, he says, "...for if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead?" I think that's interesting. God is not through with them. As the Lord Jesus came back from the dead, these people are to be brought back as a nation in the millennium. And at that time, as we saw last time, why God would, in a very special way, save nations. Oh, the multitudes that are yet to be saved. Spurgeon used to say, God's going to win. There'll be more saved then there will be lost. I believe that with all my heart. Now, when you look around you today, it's different. Even a great many of our folk get rather excited when they go over to Israel today. They think it's the fulfillment of prophecy. Why, it's not, friend. We're not seeing it now. We're not seeing the fulfillment of prophecy. They have gone back, but that's not the fulfillment. In fact, they haven't turned to God yet, and the world hasn't turned to God yet. In fact, I took this little clipping out from a little paper that a man who's quite a scholar sends out. He sends me a copy of his little paper that he gets out to just a few folk. And here is a clipping that to me was amazing. And let me read it. Some Jewish immigrants to Israel from Russian Georgia have started a back-to-Georgia movement. They say they are shocked at the atheism and the lack of observance of the Jewish religion in Israel. Some Israelis suspect the movement is spearheaded by communist agents planted among the immigrants. Well, be that as it may, they probably are accurate in their criticism. There's no turning to God there. There's no more turning to God today in Jerusalem than there is in Los Angeles and probably in your hometown. But they will be received, life from the dead. And I think this number eight that exalts the Word of God is quite interesting, life from the dead. And my friend, if you get life from the dead, if you receive eternal life today, it'll come through this book here, the Word of God, because we are begotten not by corruptible seed, but incorruptible of the Word of God that liveth and abideth forever, begotten by the Word of God that reveals Jesus Christ. So this exalts the Word of God, and this will bring liberty to you. It'll bring life to you. It'll bring joy to you. It'll bring blessing to you. And this poor nation of mine needs to get back to God, at least back as far as they were at one time. They've come a long ways since then. You've come a long ways, baby, but you need to get back to God and not farther from God, but back to God. That is the way the movement should be today. Now, I want to look at this psalm, and there's so many verses. I'm sure you can see I wouldn't be able to touch all of them, and we are just going to probably lift out one or two in each one of these letters of the Hebrew alphabet. But before I do... Let me just say another word concerning this psalm, because it's meant a great deal to a great many folk. I find that I turn to it a great deal. It was said of John Ruskin. He wrote this when he was late in life. He says, It's strange that of all the pieces of the Bible which my mother taught me, 
that which cost me the most to learn and which was to my childish mind most repulsive, the 119th Psalm has now become of all the most precious to me in its overflowing and glorious passion of love for the law of God. My, how wonderful. If you can't sleep at night, don't count sheep, go count these letters of the Hebrew alphabet and read these verses. mean a great deal to you. Now let me begin reading, and I'll just lift out from time to time certain verses. We begin with Aleph, the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Now, this is the verse I'd like to lift out. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. Oh, to seek God with the whole heart, not half-heartedly. I get a little discouraged today with some folk. They start out with the Through the Bible program. Great deal of zeal at first. And then they begin to, you know, to let down. And before long, they've dropped by the wayside. And they are not like the man. Blessed is the man that walketh not, standeth not, sitteth not. The one that just keeps on walking, just keeps on walking in the Spirit. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies, that seek him with the whole heart. Now, you'll find out also something that's quite interesting. It's said that, there are ten different synonyms for the Word of God here. Well, be that as it may, I know there's some discussion and difference of opinion relative to that, but they think that the ten refer to the Ten Commandments, of course. Well, I'm not interested in pressing that at all, but the Word of God is spoken of here in many different ways. Now we come to the Baith section, verse 9. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? Well, by taking heed thereto according to thy word. And the thing that the young man should have is the word of God today. They teach them everything else in school except the Bible. Can't teach them the Bible, but we need to get the word of God to them, and that's very important. That's the reason I read this letter from this young man that is with this Jesus-only group, and they are turning to the Word of God. And I'm just not criticizing them, friends. I'm not in that position to do that. And I feel that when they turn to the Word of God, that we ought to rejoice. Verse 11 here says, "...thy word have I hidden in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee." Now, a great many people think this means just to memorize it. Now, I believe in the memorization of Scripture. I think it's a wonderful thing. But you know, some of the meanest little brats that I've seen in Sunday school were little brats that could stand up and quote a hundred verses of Scripture. I think, frankly, what it means is this, Thy word have I hidden in my heart, which means I obey it. That's the important thing. It's not that you will be able to stand up and by rote, be able to give verse after verse. Now, that's wonderful. I hope you won't misunderstand me that I'm criticizing that. I believe in that. I think it's a great program that several men are carrying on today, getting young people to memorize the Word of God. But we also need to recognize that this means more than that. It means to obey it. That's what it means to hide it in your heart. Now, we come down to the Gimel section, and verse 18 says... 
Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law, or out of thy word. This is the verse that I used to begin the Through the Bible program years ago when I was teaching it, first of all, in a little church that needed painting on the side of a red clay hill down in Georgia. This is the verse that I used, and I used it for years. And I don't know why I didn't start out with this verse this time when we went through. It's a good one. Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law or thy word. So maybe we should pick it up for the last half of the five-year program. Let's do that. Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Then over in the Dalit section, verse 25, My soul clingeth to the dust. Revive me according to thy word. And you know today the tendency is a pull downward. Everything pulls us down. Television, a marvelous instrument that could be used for God, but it doesn't do anything in the world but pull you down. Everything's geared in this world to pull you down. My soul clingeth to the dust. That's the way we gravitate, all of us. Not only will our body fall downward, but our soul is pulled downward in the world. And how can we overcome it? Revive me according to thy word. My friend, that's another reason we take the five-year program of going through the Bible. If I can get people to stay in the Word of God five years, it'll keep a lot of folk out of sin. It's the thing that'll revive us and lift us up. Verse 33, we come now to the hay section. Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I'll keep it unto the end. Oh, to follow on with God running the race with patience, looking unto Jesus today. And we come now to 41. Let thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even thy salvation according to thy word. And God's mercy is channeled in through us. The pipe that brings it to us is the word of God. And therefore he says in verse 47, I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have loved. Do you have joy, friends, in reading the Word of God? Do you love the Word of God? Oh, if you don't, why don't you ask God? I did it for years. Lord, give me a love for your Word. I wasn't brought up in a home where I heard the Word of God. It took me a long time to become interested in it. We need to have that. Now, verse 49, remember the Word under thy servant upon which thou hast caused me to hope. Down into the Keth section. Thou art my portion, O Lord. I have said that I would keep thy words. And then verse 62. This is tremendous. At midnight I will rise to give thanks unto thee because of thy righteous ordinances. Friends, in the middle of the night, have you ever thanked God for his word? Well, wake up tonight and thank him, will you, for his word. Verse 69, The proud have forged a lie against me, but I'll keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in thy law. They need to go on a diet, these critics that we have today, and they may die heart trouble. So what we need to do is stay close to the Word of God. It's good for your heart. It's marvelous for heart trouble, the Word of God. Verse 73, Thy hands have made me and fashioned me, 
Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. Now, God made us. He knows what we need. We need his word. And that's what the psalmist is asking for here. I notice that some of the automobile dealers and the makers of automobiles says, take your car to the dealer. He's the one that knows it. We made it. We know how to fix it. Well, that, I guess, is pretty good advice. So you take yourself to the Lord. He made you and come to his word. He knows what's good for you. Verse 8 and 9, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. I've preached on that many times. You know, the word of God is up yonder in heaven. That's where the original copy is. I believe in the clean air verbal inspiration of that copy. And I think I got a pretty good copy of it right down here, by the way. And the word of God is settled in the heavens. Heaven and earth may pass away, but he's up in the heavens where he is. It'll never pass away. And then verse 97, Oh, how love I thy law. It's my meditation all the day. Do you love the word of God? And then verse 99, I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I used to tell the young folk in class when I was teaching Bible synthesis and we'd come to this psalm, I'd always tell them, I said, don't you ever give me that verse. I have more understanding than all my teachers. I said, when you do that, you're going to get an F in the course. Now, will you notice verse 105 is one that many of you have heard all your lives. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And then verse 113, I hate vain thoughts, but thy law do I love. How much time do you spend reading the newspaper, reading trash in comparison to what you spend reading the Bible? He says, I hate vain thoughts. If you spend time with the Word of God, the day will come when you'll not be interested in a lot of this trash. Verse 126, it's time for thee, Lord, to work for they have made void thy law. And I feel like that's a good prayer for today. I pray this prayer, Lord, the world's forgotten you and has forgotten your word and help us get it out today and make the world conscious of your word. Verse 129, thy testimonies are wonderful, therefore doth my soul keep them. And the entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding to the simple. Since I come in under that class, why, I want the word. Verse 137, Righteous art thou, O Lord, and upright are thy judgments. Then verse 145, I cried with my whole heart, Hear me, O Lord, I'll keep thy statutes. I cried unto thee, Save me, and I shall keep thy testimonies. God, when he saves you, wants to put you on a diet, a new diet, and that's the Word of God. Verse 154, plead my cause and deliver me. That is, revive me according to thy Word. The only thing that can revive us is the Word of God. Dwight L. Moody said that the next great revival will be a revival of the Word of God. I hope that's true. We're seeing an interest in it today. Verse 161, Princes have persecuted me without a cause, but my heart standeth in awe of thy word. In spite of men, the thing that he had more respect for and awe of was the word of God and not the rulers 
of this world. Now, verse 176, the last verse. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandment. Don't forget his word. And as long as the word of God is in your heart, my friend, long as there's that longing down in your heart that you want to come to God, the shepherd's out looking for you. And he'll put you on his shoulder and bring you back into the fold. This is a glorious, wonderful song. Glorifies the Word of God, and the Word of God is the foundation of all liberty. And it reveals the Savior. And if the Son make you free, you will be free indeed. All the liberty that the Word of God will give to the heart and life today. May God bless you and bless our nation. Do you long to spend more time in the Word of God? Well, why don't you join us in reading before and after each study? And to guide you, we offer a free bookmark that outlines the scriptures that we'll cover each day. Download it yourself or get on our mailing list to receive it automatically each month. Find us online at ttb.org or by calling 1-800-65-BIBLE. Now, when the going gets rough, where can you turn for help? Well, Dr. McGee answers that question next time as we continue to make our way through the Bible. Through the Bible exists to take God's whole word to the whole world. And we invite you to stand with us with your faithful prayer and financial support. Where will God's word go today?